Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parsha's Lech Lecha, the Parsha of the first Jew, the Parsha that gets us, we shouldn't say gets us started, Parsha's got us started, and Noach, but every Parsha should feel like it gets us started. So Lech Lecha, though, is a, is a great beginning, and we start off with a thought that has to do with beginnings, and a thought that uh, comes up elsewhere in the Torah, but um, we will say it uh, here, and maybe it's something that we could, it's very Lomaisa. What does Lamaisa mean? Maybe we could think about this every time we daven. Every time we say Shemona Esrei, maybe this could be a thought. And not just every time we say, Rishwab asks a fascinating question. I guess not even a question, uh, but we'll make it into a question. We bow only at specific times in Shemona Esrei, in the Amidah. We bow at the beginning. We don't bow at the end. We don't bow at the beginning, and we bow at the end of the first bracha. End of the first bracha. What, what's the importance of that? And then we piggyback all the way until the end. Then we bow, they bow again by modim. That might be a, a unique type of bowing. Uh, the Gemara talks about someone who doesn't bow by modim. The Gemara doesn't talk about anybody who doesn't, talk, who doesn't bow by mogin avraham. Right? Modim is somehow symbolic. So that's a different one. And we bow. You know, Hatov Shimcha. Interesting. That's the beginning of the end of modim. Uh, bracha. But why are we bound at the end of the first bracha? Says Rav Schwab. All right, the Pasuk tells us at the beginning of the Parsha, Hashem says to Avram, he's still Avram here. He is not Avraham until the end. Go, go lecha. What does lecha mean? Many pshatim, go for yourself, to yourself, find yourself, benefit yourself, all the different pshatim in Rashi and the other mafarshim. Leave everything behind. It's not just a physical journey, but it's a spiritual odyssey that he has to leave behind everything that he has um, had throughout his life and everything he was used to. Right? The Ramam says he himself was an idolater, a nobody of Zara. Go to the land that I will show you. The Gadol, and there I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and I will make your name great. Ve'yebracha, and you will be a blessing. Ve'yebracha. The Gemara Darshans, and Rashi quotes it, right, in the Venivrechu uh, Vacha, right, or the, the, um, the earlier part. Ve'yebracha. Ve'yebracha, ha'brachas v'sunos b'yadcha. Ad achshav ha'yeh b'yadi, be'rachti lo'adam v'noach, u'me'achshav ha'tatavarechat v'shatachbots. First pshat of ve'yebracha, you will have the power of bracha. And the power of Racha is a very important power in Sefer Bracious. We know that from Yitzchak, Birchas Yitzchak. We know that from Birchas Yaakov. We know that from Birchas Moshe. Brachas are very important. The Ye Bracha, you will now have the power of Bracha. Okay, Dover Acher. Another pshat. The Eschalagoy Gadol, each phrase in this Pasik is referring to a different Av. There are four phrases, and we only have three Avos. That's the problem. Right? So, Veschalagoy Gadol. That's the first phrase. The God of Abraham. And what about the last phrase? You might think the Chasima. We're going to end with Baruch Hashem, Magain, Avraham Yitzchak, Yaakov. No, Bechachosmin. Veyebracha. Right? Bechachosmin below Bahem. We end with you. So what does that mean? What's the message for us? So we spoke years ago, I think we set up shot from someone that uh, discussed that each of the Avos represented certain Midos. Avram is Chesed, and, and Yitzchak is Gvur, uh, Avoda, and uh, Yaakov is Torah. And maybe we, maybe a Jew, what, what, what does that mean? We end with, with uh, you, Avraham, because maybe we're not perfect in all the Torah we learn, and maybe we're not perfect in our davening, but Chesed by the Jewish people, Right, the Mida of, of Avram Avinu. So that's uh, one possibility of, of, uh, of the Pshat. But another idea is mentioned uh, here by, by Rav Schwab. Another idea mentioned by Rav Schwab. Says Rav Schwab, Avodas Ha'adami Yisrael, line number eight. Tipared Lebez Rashim. Our Avoda is split into two, as we know. Misor and Rav Salvechik has said this in the past on the Pasuk that we say in Az Yashir every day. Zekei li v'anvehu, elokei avi v'arom amenhu. 
So the same idea Rav Salvechik says on that Pasuk, Rav Schwab says on this Pasuk. Our Avod is split up into two. Number one, Misora Savosa Bishabiado. The Misora that we get from our parents and our grandparents and our forefathers. Bez, line nine, Avodas Atzmo. What we do mitzad ourselves, what we create. We know that we're not the beginning of the chain. We are a link. We are a hemshech. If we don't connect to our misora, if we don't connect to our past, if we don't have one eye towards where we came from, then we can't stand and we can't continue. And from the other, on the other hand, but on the other hand, we each have our own personal avoda, our own challenges. Right? This generation has different challenges. Like right? 10 years ago, Raising children 10 years ago and 20 years ago and for sure 30, 40 years ago were very different than today. Right? Having children that went through corona is a different challenge that nobody has had in in hundreds of years. A different type of challenge. So every generation has a vodas atzmo. Every person has a vodas atzmo. We have the Mesorah that we received, how they served and how we have to continue to serve and how we do it. As if I'm beginning. As if it's me. And that's the phrase in the Haggadah. To think six months away. And not then. Now. Shalacharakasha says Rav Schwab. It should be Niskaravnu Lavodasa earlier. No. It's Achshav. Because our Avoda in life, and as we go through life, we're ourselves, and, you know, we, as one gets older, and even today I was talking to one of my children, and I was describing something about my, my father. As he got older, and he was saying, well, Abba, you're kind of like that. I'm like, thanks a lot, you know, kind of. But, you know, we take the place of our parents and our grandparents and we remember what our grandparents were like and then we see that our parents are like that. And they remember what our parents were like and then we become like that. And our children remember what we were like and we see it through the children. It's all because it's all about the misora of the past, but also about creating our own. It says Rav Schwab, and now we get back to the Amidah. At the beginning of Shemona Esrei, what's the first phrase we're going to mention? The first phrase, L'kei Avram, L'kei Yisrael, L'kei Yaakov, or Karin Mishtachamim. Because we remember the Misora of our Avos. V'tchilas, the filas amid, t'chilas abrachas Avos. L'hodos l'hachadosh baruch hu, l'hachniyas atzmeinu, l'avodosi yisbarach. But then we bow down at the end, Mogin Avram. Who was Avraham? He started it. We also have to start it. We also have to recognize that we're the beginning of the ch- we're in the link in the chain, but we're also the beginning, and we have to look at ourselves as that. We are b'nei Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, but we also have to be like Avram Avinu. We have to chart a new pe- a course, a new path in in uh, in avoda, meeting the challenges that we have. I forgot who it was. I remember hearing a story about one of the rebbes when he was very young. And there was some terrible uh, fire in the town. And he's standing outside his house watching it burn down with his mother. And the mother is very sad and she's shedding a tear. And, 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 the, fa- and the son says, you know, mommy, probably mama, I assume it was Yiddish. Uh, you know, what, what, are you very upset because of all the stuff we had there? We're losing the house. She's like, no, there was something very special that we had in the house. I had a star yuchsen. A star yuchsen of mine that, that said who your father was and your grandfather, going back generations. A star yuchsen. And that's what I'm so sad about. He says, Mommy, don't worry. I'm going to start another one. I'm going to start another one. And that's, and that's the message that Schwab is giving us. Right? We, we're on the one hand, we're, we're, we bow down the beginning of Shmon Esra, beginning of the Amidah, okay, Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, but we also, Bechach Osman. We bow down at the end because that's the other part of our avoda, uh, Rav Schwab.
where Schwab says for us. Okay. Moving right along. We continue with a thought that many have said before, Rav Shamshan Rafal Hirsch, we mentioned this probably about 10 years ago, uh, but here you have it from Rabbi Sachs in source number two, one of his articles, we're not going to read the whole thing, where he talks about the uniqueness of Judaism. There are many uniquenesses of Judaism as compared to all other religions, but in this parsha it already hits us, especially in the words of the Ramban. The Ramban, you can't learn Chumash without the Ramban. They quote Peshem Ravar and Lichtenstein. They say, if you were on a desert island and you could only, quote, take one Sefer with you, what would it be? One Sefer. So he's quoted as saying the Ramban al-Torah. Because Ramban al-Torah has a little of everything. It has halacha, it has hashkaf, it has musr, it has kabbalah, it has pshat, a little of everything. So the Ramban is very harsh, we might say, in this week's parsha at various points of the story when talking about Abraham and Sarah. In an extraordinary series of observations on Lech Lecha, Rabbi Sachs points out, Ramban delivers harsh criticism of Avram and Sarah. The first has to do with what other Rishonim say that Avraham passed this test. And the Ramban said, no, he didn't pass the test. Right? They come to Eretz Canaan. Hashem says it's going to be great in Eretz Canaan. Go to Eretz Canaan. He goes to Eretz Canaan and there's no food. And what does he do? He goes down to Mitzrayim. What do you want from him? And his son, generations later, a generation later, also started to go down to Mitzrayim until Hashem told him, no, you're an Olatzmima, you can't go down. So he went to Grar. But Avram Avinu went down. Says the Ramban, Avram Avinu should not have gone down to Mitzrayim. Don't go down to Mitzrayim, there's no food. But Hashem told him that it's going to be okay here. But it doesn't seem to be okay. There's no food here. So other Rishonim say, he didn't question. Hashem, there's no food here. What did you bring me here for? He didn't say that. He just went down. Because he assumed that's what he was supposed to do. Says the Ramban, he shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Know that Avram, our father, unintentionally committed a great sin by bringing his righteous wife to a stumbling block of sin on account of his fear for his life. He should have trusted that Hashem would save him and his wife and all his belongings, for God surely had the power to help and to save. His leaving the land concerning which he had been commanded from the beginning on account of the famine was also a sin he committed, for in famine God would redeem him from death, the Chulu, and this going down to Mitzrayim had some connection to B'nai Yisrael going down to Mitzrayim later. As the Ramban says later on in his commentary, Paraphrasing what Chazal say, Maisa Avos Simalabanim, the Ramban says, Maisa Avos Yitzira Labanim. Maisa Avos creates, right, lays the foundation, right? The Ramban, the Ramban in this week's parsha says there are a number of stories in Navi where Kaddish Baruch Hu told the Navi to act something out, to do something very strange, lie on the floor, roll to the right, roll to the left, take off your shoes, put on a belt. All these different stories in Yeshayo. And the Ramban explains all of those. Right? Shoot arrows that way and you're going to beat Aram, depending, depending on how many arrows. It's all ways of what's called Maisa Avos Yitzira Labanim. It's a poel yotze that there's a, there's a physical activity. But says the Ramban, says that here, Amavina going down to Mitzrayim was somehow reflective of what was going to be that we were going to go down to Mitzrayim. Later in the parsha, he turned, turned the page. He criticizes Sarah for how she dealt with Hagar. It is, not, it is not difficult to defend Avram and Sarah in these incidents, and other commentators did so. V'chulu. Look at the next column. Ramban surely did not make these comments lightly. He was, I believe, driven by another consideration altogether, namely the justice of history. He goes into various aspects of history, but it's difficult to say that because Avram and Vida went down to Mitzrayim, we went down to Mitzrayim. Because Sarah Imenu caused difficulties for Hagar, that's why the Bnei Yishmoel caused us problems at Hayomazeh. That's pretty harsh. So Rabbi Sachs mentions that maybe on a, on a deeper level, the Ramban is trying to tell us a certain message. And again, Chazal also. Chazal also talk about the Chatoim, but they also minimize. Remember the two Dafim in Mesech Shabbos, Kol Omer David Chata Eno Latoah, Kol Omer Ruben Chata Eno Latoah. And one has to know what that means in context. But the shortcomings that are pointed out 
reflect their greatness because it shows they weren't perfect and they were still the others and they were still the emos. And we are the only religion that recognizes human beings are not perfect. There were four people we mentioned last week already, I think, right? The four people who never sinned, but they weren't the Gedolei Adar. We mentioned that uh, last week. But Rabbi Sachs points out, and others point out, the message here is that Avram Avinu made mistakes, but he was Avram Avinu. And David HaMelech made mistakes, but he was David HaMelech. And Chas V'Shalom, Chas V'Shalom, we should, the message of those Gemaras about Eino Elatoa, that we should view their mistakes equal to our mistakes. Now, that's the message of many of those Chazals. What's called Tanach Begova Enayim, right, at eye level. I sin and they sin. I speak Lashonara and he speaks Lashonara. Yeah, we're all... We all make mistakes. Chas v'shalom. But we can't say that they're totally out of the realm of humanity because then they're not, they're not teachers for us. So says Rabbi Sachs, maybe that's an underlying message that Rabbi, the Ramban is teaching us. In these fir- the, first, the first Jews, husband and wife, Avram and Sarah, they made mistakes. But they were still Abba and Ima. They were still the Av, the first Av and the first Aim. And he quotes from the Maritz Chayis, who quotes various suggestions regarding this, these stories. He quotes, it teaches us that making decisions are difficult. You think Avram Avinu made, made a light decision going down to Mitzrayim? The Rabban says he, he made a wrong decision. He agonized over that decision. But that doesn't take away from his greatness. Should I go there? Should I not go down? We make decisions. Hashem doesn't tell us the answer. But He just wants us to make the decision. And we have to live with that decision. We mentioned years ago an unbelievable comment by Rav Salvechik. Rav Salvechik put together two Gemaras. A Gemara Mesechah's Gitin and a Gemara Mesechah's Brachas. About Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. The Gemaras are not connected by Chazal. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, Brachas, Chavches Mebeis. What does he tell us? Talmidim on his deathbed? He says, I see in front of me two paths, one to Gehenim and one to Gan Eden. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going. That's what he says. What do you mean he doesn't know where he's going? It's Rabbi Yochanan Zakai. He wrote, Me made ten takan, nine takanas, Zechalamikdash, and he was the leader of the Jewish people during Bismana Churban. He doesn't know where he's going? Come on, how could he not? Said Rabbi Salvechik, look at the God of Gemara in Gittin. And Yochanan ben Zakkai, remember, Vespasian, he stands in front of Vespasian, Vespasian says, I'll give you three, three I'll give you your requests. Yochanan ben Zakkai asked for three things. Give me medicine for one of the rabbis and save the family of Rabbi Gamliel. And what does the next line say? Rabbi Akiva was upset at him. Why didn't he ask for the base of Megdash? And the Gemara says, because he thought that he'd get nothing. That was too much to ask. Says Rabbi Salvechik, Maybe that's what bothered him until his dying day. He didn't know if he made the right decision. And it gnawed at him. And even the greatest didn't know. Was Rabbi Akiva right? Was I right? But that doesn't make him any less great. Right? It doesn't make him any less great. He's he's Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Avram Avinu, these... Did he make the right decision? We don't know. History. Akadosh Baruch wanted it to be a Kurban based Amigdash, so we don't know. But either way, now Rabbi Sachs says in the last page, lastly and most importantly, more than any other religious literature, the Torah makes an absolute distinction between earth and heaven, between God and human beings. Because God is God, there is space for humans to be humans. In Judaism, the line dividing them is never blurred. There is no man that was born by God, from God, male or female. Right? Our greatest leader, the Torah emphasizes, in Ishmi Baslevi, Baikachas Baslevi, very human. Those are our greatest leaders, Moshe and David and Avraham. In other religions, the line is blurred between certain human beings and God. And that's why you certain human beings are deified. And that's not what Judaism is about. 
It goes together. We believe that our greatest make mistakes, and that's okay. And David Amalek teaches us about tshuva. Right? There's no such thing as papal infallibility. The Pope can't make a mistake. But the, the Kohen Gadol can make a mistake. But that just reflects the greatness of Judaism, that our, our, our leaders reach the greatest of heights. And that's what we get out of Sefer Bracious. Chas v'shoam, I just it should add, that we should add or impugn any sins onto the biblical figures that Chazal did not say and that the Rishonim did not say. The Ramban wants to say something, the Ramban can say something. But you can't add on to that. And later on, to give psychological insights into, into, into their personalities already gets a little dangerous if it's not based on Chazal. And that's what the uh, Rabbi Sachs ends off. No religion has held a higher view of humanity than the book that tells us we are each in the image and the likeness of God. Yet none has been more honest about the failings of even the greatest. What a great two sentences. The Torah is about the great Selim Elohim. And the Torah is about we make mistakes sometimes. The Godless Ha'adam and the Shiflas Ha'adam working together. Okay, moving right along. We get to the Meshachachma. This Meshachachma is also gives us such chizuk. Such chizik. I don't know why we never did this in the past years. At least in my notes, I don't think we ever covered this one. There's always another Meshachachma out there. Says the Meshachachma, Am Ravinu comes to Ha'eretz Kenan, Ad Mekom Shechem, Elon Moreh, Vayera Hashem, Pasuk Zayin, Vayera Hashem al Avram, Vayomer Lazarachat, Tinez Eretz Hazos. Hashem appears to Avraham. And he says, Lazarachat, Tinez Eretz Hazos. Note that earlier Hashem spoke to Avraham, but it doesn't say that he appeared. Vayera. It just says Vayomer. Here, Vayera. So it's the first time that Hashem appears to Abraham. Vayomer lezarachatin azarach azos. Vayivin shem izbeach laHashem hanira elav. And he built him izbeach to Hashem hanira elav. So he was very excited about this experience. The first time Vayera elav, I'm going to build him izbeach laHashem hanira elav. So what is it about the Vayera and hanira elav? Says the Meshachachma, source number six. Says the Meshachachma, Ha'inyan. When he starts off with Ha'inyan, you know he's going to say something major. Say for Eov. Eov says, From my flesh I saw God. What is that referring to? Hula Daiti. Kia Nefesh Atzmo Maskil Ruchani Masik Amita Tashemizbarach. Mitsiuso Umoro Ukfodo. Arnishama by itself, has a clarity of understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak. Not perfect, because even Malachim are created, and Nefashas. But our Nefesh has a clear connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's all, it's all spiritual being. Rock Bishvil, what's the problem? We're in a guf. Our Nesham is in a guf, and the guf makes it harder to see Hashem. Rock Bishvil, Shemalubash Bechomer, Gas, Mesech Mavdil, because we have this this um, fog. It's a masach. It's a screen that we can't see clearly. We can't see Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So how can we see Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Hashem gives us the tool to be able to see clearly. Through the Torah is the tool that we use to see HaKadosh Baruch Look what he says in brackets. Microscope. Right? A microscope, which we'll talk about more in a minute. To remove our filthy layers. The Torah allows us to get back to what we had previously when we were just in the Shaman Shamayim. Hashem puts the Neshama into our goof. The Torah, through the Torah, it allows us to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? The Chavetz Chaim writes, I think we mentioned this in the Shia recently, that on Shabbos, I think, that the Torah equals a photograph of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the more we understand Torah, the more we see the full picture. Since the Chorban Abayas, there's a wall, because we have less connection. And now he says, line 12, 
Hanirek hizebi yecholas hachomer lizdakech ad shelo yavo mafsig bein zor eshnevei haruchani lebli lachos paskalaso. I might think that the tool, the Torah that allows us to break through the the blurriness of our body to see Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that gets us back to the previous state. That would be great. But says the Meshachachma, it's much better than that. Avaliros yoser me'asher yiramaskil piyoso b'mitziyuso ba'atzma b'lo levushagashmi ze'eno b'afshari. I would have thought that the tool that I'm going to use is not going to get it better. I'm not going to have better vision than I would have had without the goof. The answer is not so. The Torah is a microscope. A microscope is magdelis. A microscope gives us, you know, sometimes a person can have glasses that give them better than 2020. Where you have a microscope, you can see microscopic things that you can't see with the naked eye. And that's the power of the Torah allows us, it's like a microscope for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it allows us to reach higher levels than what we saw even before we had the guf. We could purify. It's so sharp and clear. A thousand times. And that's what Eov means, mi from my flesh, because I have a guf, right? Min basar, right? Echazeh, I could see, I could see, because seeing is clarity, right? Magdalas elokai. We're not going to get into now whether Eov was Jewish or not, the 15 different opinions. Let's assume, either way, the message of those three words for us, even if it doesn't apply to Eov himself, uh, according to some opinions. V'lachein amar echazeh v'lo erev, v'hu biur, V'rayon yakar. It says about Shachachim, if I have to say so myself, that's an awesome thought. And now he says, but let's go back to understand the story in two weeks ago's parsha. You find in Tanakh animals talking to Hashem. Not seeing Hashem. Talking to Hashem. Hearing Hashem. The Nachash spoke to Hashem. Yonah, the dog, right? The other, uh, the donkey spoke to Bilam, but Kitra Alokim, Shamanu Gamla Nachash Gamla Dog, Umisyachis Lakala Lokim, who has Sagas Chafit Hashem, but it's Sonu Benimsa Zashamia Befrat, Achraoz Kvoda Lokim, but seeing a Kodesh Barakul, Matsonu Benevram Abhusim. You don't have that. You don't have seeing Hashem by the lower beings. And that's why he says, amazing. He says, Adam Arishon Kodam Achet. He saw Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Chomer Zachu Bahir Vadaka Shalochatzatz Meuma. There was no Mechitza, and that's why he went naked. Ki Amaskala Ruchani Bal Yitzar Lachasus Sar Erva. Lo Aisalo Shum Taiva. What happens after they ate from the Eitz Hadas? What does the pasuk say? They heard the Kol Hashem Bagan. All of a sudden, it's about hearing, not about seeing. Because there's no longer that connection of Re'iyah. They heard. They heard. Hashem called them. He spoke to them. And that's why it's all, it was Vayomer. Until Avram Avinu. Vayera. Here it is the first time. Right here. Yud Bezayin. Vayera Hashem el Avraham. Vayomer lezarach latin azaraz azos. And Avraham builds him his bath. Lokel hadira elof. What an amazing experience. Avraham Avinu says. Keshava Avraham lairaz Yisrael. Azaz dake chomer ad kishav ka adam kodem achet. It was like adam before the chet. And that's what it means. Vayivin shem his bath. Lashem anira elof. Because now I... I see, and that's what later on, Parshas Va'era, Va'era, El Avram, El Yisrael, El Yaakov. V'chein Tim says, Kala Avos, Va'yeri El Hashem, V'do Ketev, says the Meshachachma, you know, make sure you, make sure you know this thought. Recognize the power of the Torah 
in terms of uh, getting us close to HaKadosh Baruch. Okay, so Avram Avinu goes down to Mitzrayim and he has the whole experience there in Vahira Va'aretz with the king, Paro, and then he goes up from Mitzrayim, Parakut Gimel. Vayal Avram Mitzrayim, Hu ve'ishto v'chalashalo, v'lodi mo'anegba v'avram kaved ma'ot. Avram is very rich. Ba'mikne, ba'kesev u'bazav. Vayelech l'masa'av. Vayelech l'masa'av. He went according to his travels. Vayelech l'masa'av. What does Rashi say? Vayelech l'masa'av. Kishachazar mi Mitzrayim l'eretz kenan. On his way back, he retraced his steps. Took the same exact path down. And if you, I don't think there were too many roads to go on the same mountains and the same sand dunes. You know, probably was probably took effort. Wasn't natural. Just just go over the mountain range. He went exactly in the same valleys where the same little huts with a. Where they were having uh, the same Druze village over there, right? Right, Dafka, the same place. Why? That's why Yelach he went Masaav based on his Masos. Says Rashi, La Masaav, Kishachazim Mitzrayim Leres Kanan Hayaholech Lom Bachsania Shalom Beim Havachazim Mitzrayim. He wanted to stay in the same place. Limda Derech Eretz Shalom Yishana Adam Bachsania Shalom. Right? You should go back. The guy should re- realize that uh, you were happy with your stay. Or davar para When he went down, he was poor. He didn't have any money. He didn't have any food. So he he took a lot of credit. Took a lot of credit. He had to pay up all of his debts. So bechazaraso para hakafosaf. He paid up his debts. Says Rav Zevin, source number seven. Para hakafosaf. Instead of Zevin, Avram Avinu had a lot of debts. Let's just generalize this a little bit. We have a lot of debts. We have a lot of hakafis that we have to pay up. And this is not financial. This is not financial. Biyachasim shemein adam la'makom yeshcheshben miyuchad shal hakafos upir onos. Credit and payments. Hachen vani makif. It says in Pirkei Avos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nosein Al-Adam Ba'akafa. Hashem gives us a lot of credit. There's a Pasuk in Eov. We mentioned last week. I finished the Eov Shirem a few days ago. So this is a Pasuk towards the end of Eov. Mi Who came before me? Towards the end of Eov, Hashem, first Elihu, and then Eov talks to Eov and says, Eov, do you understand who I am? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Do you understand how the world works? Were you around by Bria Sa'olam? I don't remember seeing you there. You know, were you around by, by the mountains and the, and the birds and the malachim? So did you come before me? Did you ever get there before me? So the Medrash on that Pasuk says in Vayikra, the Medrash says, Did anybody ever do the mitzvah of Makkah for me before they had a house? No, I gave them a house, and that's why they were able to do the mitzvah of did anybody ever do something for me first and then I gave something back? No. First, I gave you, Hashem says. Sakharashbarku gives us a lot of credit. Hashem always gives us some credit. How much do we pay back? But he says maybe this is a deeper idea about Hakafis on Simchas Torah, right at the beginning of the year, right after Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we're all psyched, we're ready to have an amazing year. We're still in the, hopefully in the, uh, in the shadow, maybe the shine of the Yom Narayim. Garmanu es Hashanah Kodemes, v'yanaklu poschim b'reishis Hashanah dav chadash. We have a new page with Pinchas HaKashbonos. Olu asinu klum. We didn't do anything yet. We didn't do anything yet for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Any of our promises, any of our Kabbalists, we're about to start Cheshvan, Right, toward the end of Tishrei, Lachain, we say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we dance in circles, we do hakafos. It's a play on words. Hashem, please give us some hakafa for the year. Give us some hakafa. Give us some credit. Derech ha'olam, amnam shemikodem, suyikon l'shalem, v'zachov ha'yashon. Usually, somebody's not going to give us another credit if we didn't pay back the last year's chov. If we still owe something from last year, he's not going to first pay, and then I'll give you a new one. Hashem, we know we still owe you from last year, but please, anyway. 
Hakafa, 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 with the Torah. With the Torah. Lekachosim Hakafa Zachari Rosh Hashanah, Aserasi Mechuva, Yom HaKippurim, Sukkis Hoshana Rabbah, Bahem Kolachad Pachos Yoser Hilo, here who Rechuva? Mashu Shilem Alchova Yashan. We gave a little bit. We did something. At least maybe we had a couple of good davenings in Tishrei. Aserasi Mechuva. A little bit. But can we have some more, please? Can we have some more? That's what we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Anu mavakshem hakafes shuv v'shuv. And you know what? Hashem gives it. Hashem gives it. Sof tavar ki lo yidach mimenu nidach. Pam yishtalim hachesben. V'chanos yitashar achon. V'chulu. Avram Avinu, he paid all his hakafes. Para kol hakafosav. Everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him, you know, he, he paid up. Maybe, maybe he was the first one that actually did something before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, gave him. He recognized Hashem. Well, you probably can't say that. Hashem gave him the sun and nature and clothing and oxygen and... But a little bit. A little bit he jumped the gun. Avram Avinu parakala kafosa bishlemus. Amnam echad haya Avraham But he put it into us to do our best. So B'ni Yisrael Mitzrayim... He left, he came back, and he paid up all his hakafah. So we have to try to do what we can, first of all, to recognize the hakafah, and then work on paying it back. If we don't think we're getting anything on credit, then we're never going to want to pay back the credit. So we have to recognize that, and then we will be able to fulfill and pay up what we can. Right? They say the Chafetz Chaim was once in a, in a room, somebody overheard him you know, talking, and he heard the Chavetz Chaim said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you've given me so much. What have I done for you? You've given me the opportunity to write the Chavetz Chaim and to write the Shmir Salashan, and you've allowed me to write Mishnah Bura and Avas Chesed. You've allowed me to do all these things. I still, what do I do for you? I haven't done anything yet for you. Because he even looked at what he did for HaKadosh Baruch Hu as something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was doing for him. So we have to have that attitude as well. Okay. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu now, as we get to a number of the promises that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to Avraham. Hashem says, Pasuk Yudal, Yudgimu Yudal. Yudgimu Yudal. Hashem Amar Al-Avraham, Yachri Yipari Lo Meimo. Sonei Nechu Re'eh Min Amakam Asher Atosham. Look around. Safona Venegma Vakitma Vayama. Ki Eskol Ha'aretz Asher Atoro'eh L'cha Etnena U'lezaracha Arolam. The land that you see, I am giving to you and to your children, ad olam forever. I'm giving you this land. The Medrash says that Avram Avinu stood there and Hashem swiveled the world. I think the Rechaim HaKadosh talked. Because look, look, north, how can you look north, south, east, west if he's not moving? He says, look. So Pashas, you might say, he, he moved. But the Medrash says Hashem stood and Hashem moved the world. So Hashem saw it all. Why do you need that nace? Rav Chaim Shpulevitz discusses that. We spoke about that a number of years ago. Anyway, this whole land I'm giving you. Question, did he actually give it to Avraham? Did Hashem give the land to Avraham? Symbolically, right, the Gemara Baba Basra talks about Avraham Avinu walked across the land and did a Kidian Chazaka by walking across. But was that an acquisition? Did Avraham Avinu really... You know, acquire it. He was there. He had to leave. And Yitzchak, Yaakov, his grandson, had to leave. Says Rev Salvechik. Says Rev Salvechik in source number... I'm sorry, did I skip one? Uh, no. Let's go to Rev Salvechik first and then we'll get to the Shemi Um I just misnumbered. It should be eight and nine. Look at number nine. How could God promise Avraham the land and then not fulfill his word? Right? Avraham didn't get it yet. The answer is that the oath was not fulfilled during the lifetime of the Avos. It came true many centuries later when the children conquered the land of Canaan. And yes, the land was in fact given to Avraham. But what does it mean, Avraham? Says Rav Salvechik, you know the Torah is being mechadish here? We know there's a concept called kol Yisrael HaRevim Zelazeh. Kol Yisrael HaRevim Zelazeh, we know, goes horizontally. Goes Everybody living at the same time period. They're one unit. They're one entity. You know what this Pasuk is teaching me? There's one entity going up also in the generations. 
If Avram's children were Kona Eretz Yisrael, then he was Kona Eretz Yisrael through them. Because there's a, there's a connection. I shall give you the land to you through your children inheriting it. The realization of the promise will occur on a historical level on which the dead and the living form one community. It's not that, oh, I'm not going to get it by my great-great-great-grandchildren. No, Avram Avinu lives through his descendants. Maybe this will also help us. I mean, it could. you don't have to say this, but right, David HaMelech so much wanted to build the base of Migdash. So much, and he thought he was going to, and then all of a sudden Nasser Navi comes and tells him, sorry, you can't build the base of Migdash. Three or four times in the Navi, you read those psukim, there doesn't seem to be an ounce of disappointment from David HaMelech. He is just, my son, amazing. I'm so happy. I'm great. Okay, I'll buy the land. I'll buy the karka. I'll do... But, but not a little, not any disappointment. Okay, the Gemara says, uh, A person's not jealous of his son. Okay, but a little disappointment? He wanted to do it himself? But maybe David Amalek considered that he was doing it himself through his son. Like Avram Avinu was Kona Eretz Yisrael, through his descendants, there is a quasi-mystical communion between Avram and his descendants. The past relives and integrates itself with the chosen individual who founded the nation. Avram projects his existence upon a historical background that introduces it into the everlasting community, into a mystical future, reaching out beyond the confines of his natural existence. Klal Yisrael is one unit. Again, horizontally and vertically. And that's how we have to understand our connection to each other. Many Yisodos learned out tonight in Lech Lecha. Remember the Meshachachma and the Parah HaKafosav. Some major thoughts we're having tonight. Let's try to squeeze in two more ideas. Two more ideas. Source number eight. What happens? We all have so many stories. The four kings and the five kings. We could spend a few hours. And what happens after Avramavita wins? They have a party. The king of Stone goes out to greet him. And then Malkit Sadek, the king of Shalem, the closest we get to Yerushalayim mentioned in the Torah. Yerushalayim is not mentioned in the Torah. Yoshua Paragud is the first time that Yerushalayim, that word appears. We have Yireh and we have Shalem. That's as close as we get. So the king of Set, Malkit Sadek, went out and brought Avram Lechem Vayoyin, bread and wine. So is that what you would bring somebody who just came back from the battlefield? Maybe. I would say water. Bread and wine. Maybe that's what bothered Chazal. There's something symbolic here. Why bread and wine? What does that symbolize? Says Rashi. He gave a remez to the carbon minchas that come from flour, bread, and the nesachim, the wine libations, in the base of Mikdash. So that's Malki Tzedek, Melech Shalem, Yerushalayim. So he's referring to the base of Mikdash. So he's being Meramis to Avram Avinu that his descendants are going to bring karbanos. They're going to bring nesachim, the wine libations, and the karbanos mincha. Ask the Shemi Shmuel. Those aren't the normal karbanos. Those aren't the most common karbanos. Why did he bring him a cow? As a remez that your children are going to bring a karmen chatas and asham and ola and shlamim. Karmen mincha? That one. The wine. They, they pour a little wine on the bed and the mizbeach. So it says the Shemi Shmuel, of a version of Kashu. Lama lahosi gambasar. Lermoz al karbonos mibalachayim shemaker. So one answer he says, Venere says, maybe that wasn't a chiddish. Because Shalohaya Tsarak Levasarlo, Ella al Dvar Shal Khidush, Shalohaya Me Olam, the Echad, the Echad Hayakai and Shahikri Mi Priyadama Minchala Shem Balonis Kabla. Right? Animals fine, they knew were gonna be Karbanos. But Kayan brought Mincha and it was rejected. So maybe there's no such thing as a Karman Mincha. Okay, then he showed him even a Karman Mincha. Fine. But he says, Venira Olam are line twelve. A classic Hasidic Rebbe Vart. 
that gives chizik to all of all of those who hear it. V'nira olom asher remez yesh bedaver al pi ma'amar arizal. V'hadamar it says at the end of Masechah Shabbos, towards the end. Ano lo bani yusi achli yarkov lo bati rusi achli yarka. Hey chadal yarka leil basu v'kavri. V'chu ki chelke akdusha heinim chelke azon she b'machal. Vehem maad maad b'tzmachim v'yosem mehem b'balechayim. What is the arizal talking about? There are sparks of kedusha in animals. There are sparks of kedusha in plants. There's sparks of kedusha in everything in the world. Nitzotzos hakedusha that we have to we have to suck out of the items in order to sanctify them. And that's what a carbon does. A carbon which uses these sparks to uplift, to connect us to them. That's what a carbon does. A carbon of an animal that has a lot of sparks of kedusha. That symbolizes people that have a lot of sparks of kedusha in them. They could bring carbonos. What Avram Avinu was being told here by Shame, by Malki Tzedek, was that even those Jews who only have a few sparks of kedusha in them, like a carbon mincha, the flower. Or grapes like wine. They can also be a carbon. Even those Jews who only have a little bit, a few sparks, they could also be brought close and could also bring a carbon. You don't have to be full of sparks of kedusha like an animal is, but even flour and even wine. Don't worry about your children. Even those that are far away will be able to come back. And then he even adds to Avram Avinu Midaso Chesed. Avram Avinu was all about Makiri Brachokim. And maybe we'll just see this outside to be able to finish with the next thought. Maybe he thought that after a war, after this war, he kind of messed up his Midah. He fought a battle. He's the Midah of Chesed. He went out to fight. So Malachi Tzedek says, okay, your children are going to be tzaddikim, they're going to come back. Even if there's only a few sparks, they're going to be able to come back and they're going to be able to bring a karma. So don't give up hope on them. Okay, last thought for the evening from the Maharal in the Gur Aryeh. Again, this Rashi itself is mystical and there's more that we don't understand than we do, but... We'll say a thought from the Gurarye on it, and then we'll uh, and then we'll leave it. So towards the end of the parsha, we know we have name changing. Name changing. We have two name changes all the way towards the end. There's so much here that we didn't talk about Hagar and uh, Brismila, but at the end we have a name change for Abraham and um, a name change for Sar. Avram Avraham ki if you look in the Rashi, by the name change, I'm sorry, that's Yishmael, um, says, where's the, uh, the, uh, the oh, I'm looking in the wrong place, Paragudzayin, where are we? Pasik, Pasik Hey. Here, Ki Avamon Gayim. Sha'af Yud Shel Sarai Nisra'ama Al Hashchina. Let's start with the beginning of the Rashi. So he's an av only to Aram, Avram, and now he's av lochol hamon. He didn't lose a letter. He just got an added letter. But the yud of Sarai was taken away. And the Yud complained to Hashem and said, what about me? You can't just take me away. Hashem says, don't worry. I got you. I got another place for you. Yoshua. What's going on here with these complaining letters? Right? Right, Yud. There's another Medrash in Parsha Shoftim where the, uh, on the Yarba Lonashim, the Yud connected to that too. Okay. So says the right, right, the Maharal quotes the Rashi, and what's the pshat? Pierce Maharal line eight says the Gur Arye da 
The Torah represents eternal truth. The Torah represents nitzchias. There's nothing more eternal. There's nothing eternal in the world. Right? We know normalcy is not eternal. We know that. Again, after the past couple of years, when you can't plan anything, right? There's only one thing that's nitzchi, and that's Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And the Torah. Because the source of the Torah is God, and Hashem is eternal, and therefore the Torah is eternal. What makes up the Torah? The letters of the Torah. The letters of the Torah are eternal. So the Torah is eternal, and the letters are eternal. So if Hashem, there's a letter that's part of a tzaddik or a tzaddikas that's there, then it can't just disappear. It can't just disappear. So you don't have to say that the Yud had a mouth, right? You could say that the message is that every letter, even the smallest letter of the Aleph base, like a Yud, is um, eternal and needs a place. Who says, don't worry. You think that you're losing eternity. No, no. I'm taking you from the end to the beginning. And I'm putting you at the, end, the, top, the top of, you're being taken away from one of the emos, but you're going to be at the beginning of one of the bends, one of the banim. And that, of course, is Yoshua. But it's kayim abonim, you think the Yud is rejected. You think the Yud is, is taken out of commission. We're not going to use you anymore. Ma'asu Abonim was, was uh, dis, uh, hated, despised by the builders. Ha'isa the Rosh Pina. It was the cornerstone. Right? Yeshua Benun. Right? The leader that brought them into Eretz Yisrael. Avram Avinu. Promised. Who brought them in? Yeshua Benun brought them in. Right? He was the Melech. He was the leader. And therefore says the Gur Arye, maybe that's part of the message of the Yud and the eternity of the, of the Torah. Okay, we'll have to stop here. And again, it's, uh, again, remember a number of the messages. Why we bow, beginning and the end of Avos. It's us and it's the Misora, right? Our leaders aren't perfect. Lashem Hanire Elav, all of them, the Meshachachma, Rav Zevin, we have to be Poreh Arakafos. Let's recognize all the beautiful thoughts that we saw and try to put them into our lives. Okay, we'll stop here.